Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, our live program brought to you from our studios here at Gethsemane Baptist Church located in Lexington, South Carolina. Thank you so much for being aboard this morning. Many of you from across the country got folks from Ireland listening this morning. Thank you so much. Ohio, Michigan, California, New York City, St. Matthew, South Carolina. Thank you for tuning in this morning. We appreciate everybody being aboard and listening to this live program this morning. Pastor Williamson, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, my brother, and to all you listening this morning. Thank you for being on for this program. It is a blessing to have you here. I want to start, first of all, by um, a couple of stories that we I, I have been following here over the last couple of days. And one of them, Pastor, is uh, it, it's sad to even bring to our attention, but Folks, I want to bring something to your attention this morning, um, a website called Church in Chains. It's uh, based out of Ireland, and I'd like for you just to jot that information down, churchinchains.ie, and um, it, it tells about persecuted Christians around the world, and this particular uh, story, I wanted to bring your attention before we go to our special guests this morning, but it comes out of the nation of Eritrea, which is a small country between the Sudan and Ethiopia in Northeast Africa. And we are looking at a story, Pastor. We were discussing it just before we went on the air, but it deals with two pastors who are in their middle 70s who were taken out of their homes in the middle of the night and thrown into prison after some of these men had actually served five years previously. Exactly. And uh, and these two gentlemen, and I wouldn't even uh, try to pronounce their names because I, I know I would get it wrong, uh, Pastor Germe and Pastor Samuel, that's their first names, uh, 75 and 74 years old respectively. Uh, they were taken in the middle of the night to an unknown location and have been held there since uh, middle of August. So we want to pray specifically for these pastors, and I want you to look up this website because it will help keep you abreast of what is going on with uh, not only the persecuted Christians around the world, but there are other websites as well. But I wanted to bring this to your attention, and Pastor, certainly you being a pastor, Getting on up in age yourself, you can imagine in your <laughs> yes, 70s, exactly. uh, you're just turned 50 years old, so you yeah. see you're, you're still young. Uh, but being imagine being in your middle 70s and just, you know, in the middle of the night, just taking. And these men both were, from what I understand here, semi-retired. Yes, sir. And they were just doing weddings and things like that and doing some preaching, yeah. but now just taken in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think about this, the third pastor in the article, Giorgio. Um, 72 he was they came that same night according to the article to get him but he was sick very sick and so they put him under house arrest until he gets well he can't leave the house and then when he's well they're coming back to get him yes imagine living you know with that knowing that they're coming back don't know when they're showing back up and, that um, that's a dread yeah, for yeah, sure especially for your family and everything so folks pray for this these particular men here that that god would help them certainly would strengthen them and um, 
as praying as those that are in bonds as bound with them, Hebrews chapter 13. That's the verse that we need to invoke here. Um, I want to go to our special guest. At the end of the program, I've got one more website that I want to tell you about, and I will be reminded of that myself. So with that, we have a special guest this morning, uh, Brother Matt Womack. Brother Matt and his wife Courtney are, and their three children are going to be going to the nation of South Africa. And the story out of Eritrea this morning kind of reminded me when I saw this that we we're going to be talking about the nation of Africa. So, Brother Matt Womack, good morning and welcome to Wheat Among the Tares, my brother. Well, good morning. I appreciate y'all allowing me to be on here. It is a blessing to do so. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, yes. it is a blessing to have you, brother. And um, we wanted to bring you aboard this morning because we wanted the opportunity for our listeners to hear, because that's what Wheat, Wheat Among the Tares is all about. We're here to tell about missionaries, about pastors, about things that are going on that most people would never, ever hear about. And uh, so we wanted folks that are listening this morning to be able to hear about uh, the Womacks and their call to the ministry in South Africa. Brother Matt, first of all, South Africa, uh, the Lord's call there, how did that come about? Well, that that started several years ago uh, when Courtney and I lived in South Carolina uh, at Gantt Street Baptist Church there, we there was a missionary family that came through on deputation, uh, Brent and Selena Berge and their children. And uh, we got to be friends with them then, and we kind of just followed their their, uh, their ministry there in South Africa through social media and such. And fast forward several years uh, to last year, and they came to our church in Ohio. I was on staff there as assistant pastor and youth pastor and Courtney uh, and I were both teaching in the Christian school. Well, they came uh, to to simply use our uh, missions house there for about a week and a half or so because they, they had meetings in the area. Uh, and throughout the time, we got talking to them, and they shared their, their the need for missionaries there in South Africa. And to be quite honest with you, at first, I was like, hey, I'll pray for others to go, um, but I'm happy here. Well, through the process of time, the, the Lord uh, started working on my heart and and Courtney's heart about South Africa as we prayed for laborers there uh, for them there in Port Elizabeth. Uh, specifically, uh, the Lord started working in our hearts that, you know, we ought to go. And it took several months and some, some a bit of counseling, and the Lord just cemented in our hearts through various, for, through various ways. One of those is we took our teenagers um, last September, actually, to a youth conference, and one of the, the, the preacher there, Dr. John Getch, uh, started preaching on Jonah and talking about how Jonah, through the, through the times that he was uh, either, either mad at God for what he did, for the decisions that he made, or not wanting to go to, uh, to Nineveh to begin with, he mm-hmm. put his own personal reasons he put his own personal, if you want to say, bias there. You know, he didn't want to, to go, and he didn't want God to save them. He didn't want uh, God to, uh, to to hold back his punishment from them simply because he just, he had his own agenda in mind. And Dr. Getz talked about, you know, when we take away our own personal reasons as to why we don't want to serve God, 
then God can move. But he, he, we've got to pull back all those personal reasons, whatever they are, back. Amen. And then, and then that's when I sat there and realized, I said, you know, for the past month or so, or several weeks, uh, I've been given all the reasons why we could not go to Africa, or me personally, I didn't want to go, or I couldn't go. Once I pulled all those personal selfish reasons back, all I was left with was an open door. And Amen. so the Lord, the Lord really used that sermon and that he he used a youth conference to convict me that I needed to go to South Africa. Amen. And uh, and that, and that's when I knew, a hundred percent. That's when we needed to go. And the Lord's blessed since, and uh, we can talk about that more in just a minute. But it's it's it, it was a it was an interesting way how the Lord can can put a desire in your heart that you may have not put there yourself. But the Lord really showed Himself. Uh, in that, and it was it was really awesome to see how the Lord can work in your your personal life, brother Matt. That is a key thing, and Pastor, I know you can comment on this as well. But I just thinking about um, you know when when somebody when God deals with a heart specifically about a mission field or about a particular ministry, uh, Matt, you brought up an interesting thing about personal agenda and and laying aside mm-hmm. your biases, etc. And pastor, I do know that preaching a lot of times has to do that in order to really get the message yes. through. Um, how would you comment just concerning folks that may be listening right now that are dealing with that same situation? How would you uh, how would you deal yeah. with that? Yeah, well, I think well, two things. One of the statements he just said about God putting the desire in his heart, and when the Bible tells us, "Delight yourself in the Lord." He shall give thee the, the desires of thine heart. There's two ways to look at that verse. You know, one, that you delight yourself in the Lord and you have these desires. And if you delight yourself in the Lord, then God will give you the fruit of those desires coming to pass. But the other is delight yourself in the Lord. If you'll just do that, then God will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. God will place desires in your heart whenever you delight in him. And no matter what it is that we need to be, I tell our youth all the time, you hear me say it. And when I preach in youth conferences is go ahead and get surrendered to the Lord. Don't wait till God's dealing with you about something and struggle about being surrendered to his will. If you'll get to the place that you lay your life down yes, and that you'll go ahead and surrender to the Lord, whatever you will is, I'll do it. Then when the Lord comes along and touches you, you'll be like Isaiah, here am I, send me. Here am I. God Amen. just says, I need somebody. You need somebody, I'll go. Amen. I don't even need to know what it is. I don't need to know where it is. I don't even know how long it is. I don't need to, all I need to know is you need somebody, I'm willing. Amen, amen. Brother Matt, that, thank you for that comment specifically because that brought to light some things just concerning, I know, again, uh, things that we have in our life. that Sometimes we're just not willing to lay aside because it's been so entrenched in our minds, and God has to deal with that. So South Africa, and uh, there's a particular ministry there that I know that you, you and your wife and children fell in love with, uh, literally, and uh, it's called Little Fish Ministries. Um Explain to us, first of all, about Little Fish. How did that come about? Well, that was birthed in the hearts of Brent and Selena Berge. Um, they, they themselves, um, some years ago, uh, even while they were on deputation, adopted several children. Uh, they've got four children that they've adopted from China. So uh, adopting children and, and helping children in need has always been um, on their hearts, has been the forefront of what they wanted to do. And the Lord put them in Port Elizabeth, South Africa, 
Uh, they just went back on their for their second term back in December. Actually, the day after Christmas, they got back. And so they, since being there or for their first term, they started an orphan ministry. Uh, they're Little Fish Ministries, and basically the 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 idea behind it and the reason for it is. In South Africa, you've got a, a rough population of about 58, 59 million people. And of that, the best that they can guesstimate is somewhere between 3 and 4 million orphaned or abandoned children. And the idea behind Little Fish Ministries is to, to, to get some of these children that we can uh, into, into our home. The Lord's given us uh, almost 24 acres of land just outside of the city where we're currently building buildings uh, to, to help house the children. Um, our, our goal is to get these young people either onto our property permanently or temporary. We've got a couple different things going on there at the at the property or in, for Little Fish Ministries. But the idea is to get them in, to raise them up in, in, a, in a way that would please the Lord, uh, give them a good biblically-based education. Amen. And then so, so train them up to where they are still South African at heart. To where they can still, uh, uh, they're, they're not going to be, uh, if you want to say Americans there, they can still be South African. They can still uh, be part of, of the culture there, but then they can go to places to where we can't and reach people that we can't reach. And so our goal is to raise these young people up so that they can go out and either start their own churches or be a, a gospel witness to others around there, whether they're in you know, south, whether they're in Port Elizabeth, they're in the surrounding areas. Brother, I, I, I know you're probably familiar with George Mueller and the work there in Bristol, England uh, in yes. the 1800s and how God used a an orphanage to minister not only to the thousands of children through the years there, but also that folks were able, you know, the, the world was able to see how God met the needs through sure. faith yes, uh, of, of that particular work. And I, rem- I remember reading so many times that uh, Brother Mueller just said that, uh, that 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 ministry was raised up not only again, for the purpose of taking care of children, but also that the world can see that God answers prayer through faith without telling anybody that God is there and that he can manifest his power. And I can't help but think uh, of the same situation, Brother Matt, with Little Fish, how that the orphanage there will not only minister to the children, but also be a testimony to those outside of the walls there in um in port elizabeth that's a blessing to hear um what will your specific function be with regard to little fish as that part of the ministry there well there that is going to be uh several things uh they're at the property i'll be there we're going to have obviously that if I can say this, Little Fish Ministries is comprised of a team of missionaries. So it's not just us and the Burgies. There's actually a whole another family going, and then three uh, three ladies, two of which are already over there. One's on deputation. So there's six different family entities involved uh, with this ministry. But as far as what Courtney and I will be doing there at the property, we'll just we'll, we'll obviously be helping with the children. Uh, eventually, once all of the team gets over there, we're going to be having a Christian school. Right now, all the families homeschool their children. 
but once we all get there and get settled in, we're actually going to be starting a, a, a Christian school so that our biological and the adopted children uh, there on the property can all go to school together. So we'll be doing some, some things there in the school on the daily basis once that gets up and running. We'll also be working there on the property, just the, the, the daily needs of, of, you know, the household and things like that. But then also there is Abundant Life Baptist Church, uh, which is Brent Berge is the pastor. He started that. Now that, the church itself, is, is in town in Port Elizabeth. And so I'll be assisting him in the church as well. So we'll be assisting with uh, the, the daily functions of a church as well as the music ministry and, and the outreach ministries there. Um, so as far as day to day goes, it's we're, it's going to it's going to differ between assisting with the church and assisting there at the property, and and also going into the courts because there's going to be quite quite a few times where we're just going to have to go to court to to be an advocate for the children because over there in South Africa uh, with the with the laws the way they are and with the culture the way it is is they they don't always have the child's best interest in mind as to where they're going to get placed. Uh, more often than not, you have, uh, whether the magistrates or the uh, child advocates there, uh, the child, uh, the, the social workers, um, they just want to, to, you know, throw the case through, get, get whatever needs to be done so they can get through the day. And so one of the uh, it won't be a daily thing, but it'll be one of the things we will help with is going to court for to be a voice for the children uh, because they have no voice is to to advocate for them whether they to come to our place or whether to 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 go to a place uh, that'll be safe for them that a place that'll take care of them because that's not always um, on the court system's mind is the child's best interest in mind so that's going to be. Uh, as far as that goes, we'll be helping with some outreach ministries. We've got a public school ministry right now to where the public schools over there, any and all of them will let us come in Amen. and either preach or teach the gospel. Uh, so, And right now, the only thing necessarily holding us back to getting into more schools is to getting more bodies there so we can get more people into different schools throughout the week. Um, and so that, that there's that. We've got a um, a medical missions program which is uh, our, char- our our head nurse, Miss Hannah. She is uh, currently raising funds to build her uh, medical building there, so we can, we'll, we'll be able to be a place where uh, young girls who are with child who have no one to turn to can come to us for help, for any medical help. Uh, we'll be able to do anything from ultrasounds to all, all the way up to, to, to childbirth. And then after to be an assistant to them, so they they have hope because most of these young girls in that situation, uh, their parents don't want the children at home. They 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 have you know no father you know to to help them or no uh, no husband to speak of, and so we we want to be there to be a door of hope for them. Uh, part of our our idea there with the medical missions and the other things, if we can if we can meet a, a physical an emotional or even a mental uh, need uh, for their, whether they're, they're young children or whether they're adults, uh, then that would give us an opportunity to reach a, a spiritual need as well. And, and so we'll, we'll, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say absolutely that, that the, 
the uh, a young lady that comes in with a situation like that, brother, uh, that is so paramount and needed, not, not only in South Africa, here in America, everywhere around the world, because mm-hmm. that is such a rampant situation. Go sure ahead with is. your comment. Oh, I was going on to say a couple of the other things that we're going to be involved with is we just uh, launched uh, a little over a month ago Abundant Life Baptist University as well over there. So we've got six students uh, in South Africa for our first semester of Bible college. Um, so the Lord's allowed us to, 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 to not only help some of the young ones, but also help some of the older ones as well. Uh, we've got two young gentlemen there. Um, that, that believe that the Lord wants them to either be pastors or missionaries themselves. So the Lord's already working there. Uh, Abundant Life Baptist Church is doing well in spite of, you know, the COVID restrictions. Uh, their restrictions over there are a bit more than anything we see here. But in spite of that, we've had reports uh, from the Burgies and from other people there in the church that through, through over the past several months, we've had visitors, we've had uh, six or seven people uh, receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. Uh, so the Lord's still working in spite of all the craziness going on. You know, COVID didn't didn't set back or put on pause the Great Commission, and so the Lord's been able to to work even through all of that. So we're, that's some of the stuff that we're going to be dealing with on either a daily basis or a weekly basis. And uh, there will be more coming. We we got a radio station that we're getting ready to start, um, uh, Lord willing, soon. And so that'll just be another thing that that'll get added to us. That uh, that will another ministry that we will be involved in heavily. Well, if you're just tuned in, we're talking with uh, Brother Matt Womack, a missionary that is going to the nation of South Africa and be working specifically with a, an orphanage there called Little Fish Ministries out of Abundant Life Baptist Church there in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Matt, I, I did want to ask you this, too, in regard to uh, the ministries there, and it sounds like to me that the Lord certainly has uh, given a green light to Abundant Life Baptist Church and is certainly blessing there. Uh, fruit is abounding to their account. and uh, But I do know that when a man takes his wife and children abroad, I know that that is a big step. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I know to prepare not only yourself, but them spiritually as well. Tell us a little bit about that, because I know we have folks listening and saying, well, what, it, it's one thing for a man to go. Uh, Pastor, I know you were you and 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 Miss Jenna were in missionaries uh, in uh, the Turks and Caicos Islands yes, for sir. four and a half years. And before we go to Matt, you can just comment on the fact that you know you both had to be spiritually prepared yeah, to go absolutely. there, absolutely, to be able to be willing and to go. And I don't know what the dynamic would have been if we'd have had children to consider that. Because it wasn't. We got married, and five days later, we were serving on the mission field. We honeymooned to Florida, jumped on an airplane, and and dropped right into the middle of the mission field. <laughs> so, but brother Matt here is taking. He's got three children, and I think they're looking at the card. They're ten, seven, and five, somewhere around there. Daughter and two sons, and he can comment on that and how God worked in their heart and taking them to the field. Go ahead, brother Matt. All right. Well, we, Courtney and I obviously prayed about this, got counsel about going to South Africa, and we got peace about it. And the the, the Saturday night before we told our church in Ohio that we were uh, surrendered to the mission field and we'll be leaving, uh, um, 
that Saturday night we took the kids and sat them down and just said, hey, we we, we – we just we said, hey, the Lord wants us to be in South Africa, and uh, so we're going to start deputation, and we're going to move to South Africa uh, with the Burgies and, and the rest of the people on the Little Fish team. And as soon as we, we told them that that night, uh, the boys got super excited because they're probably because they're thinking Africa, you know, some fun animals or whatnot. Right. But yeah. Savannah, um, she 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 started crying. And Courtney and I looked at each other and we're like, oh, man, you know, she just got settled down. She's going to miss her friends in school, all these things, and she's just bawling. And finally, she she was able to compose herself. She looked up at, at Courtney and she said, Mama, I can't wait to go to Africa. She said, I knew God wanted to be a missionary, but I just didn't know how to tell you. Amen. And so from that moment on, of course, it started a whole crying, ugly, crying snot fest because we were just so happy, <laughs> yes. you know, that the kids were excited. And that turned into, um, you know, we told the kids, hey, we're going to have to sell a whole bunch of stuff because right now we, we travel in our truck and our RV. You know, if it doesn't fit in there, then, it you know, we don't own it at this point. And so the kids, the, the next couple of weeks, we were able to have some big yard sales. The kids were helping other kids pick their toys out. We sold their bikes. We sold everything or most things. And the, the kids, we never had any meltdowns. The kids were helping other kids pick out what toys they wanted of their own. And even now, we, we just we got we went to South Africa in July for a few weeks. And we took the kids with us because we wanted them to see the place that God's called us to. We wanted them to fall in love with it all over Amen. again. We wanted them to see it, them to love it, and them to, for, you know, depu- honestly, we love deputation. It's fun to travel around and all these things. But there's just something about wanting to get to the field. So we wanted to give them something that, hey, this is where we're going. Yes. And this is what we're working for. And so it turned out to be one of the best decisions we ever made. Um, aside from the fact that they were uh, my two oldest ones wanted to uh, not get COVID tested to come back because they said, hey, if we don't get tested, then we won't have to leave Africa. We won't be able to leave Africa. <laughs> so that was that was an interesting time. But you know, the, the Lord's worked in their hearts. Amen. Uh, he's given them a peace that we never could. And we're super grateful for that. I know you are, brother. Amen. I know you are. We have been talking this morning with Brother Matt Womag, Brother Matt and his wife Courtney and three children are going to be going to the nation of South Africa, working with an orphanage and other aspects of the ministry there in Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Brother Matt, it is always our custom uh, for Pastor Williamson to pray with those that we have on board here this morning. And uh, so before he does that, any do you have one or two maybe special requests uh, that we can make mention of before the Lord as we go to prayer for you this morning? I think the two biggest things right now for us is, one, just safety as we travel. Um, there's there's a lot of miles we put on, so just safety. Uh, keep the vehicles up and running great. Uh, that's, you know, health-wise. Uh, but also just to, that the Lord will help us to, to, to get more supporting churches so that we can get to the field uh, that he's called us to. Amen. Amen. Pastor? Amen. Well, I think one of the big questions that everybody who always wants to know about a missionary is when are they planning to go to the field? Yes. And I believe, Brother Matt, you've kind of got a target within the next 12 months as uh, within the year you would like to be headed to Africa. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We've got meetings scheduled through April. 
and we're hoping that maybe May that we can be heading over there. Amen. Amen. So if you're out there listening this morning and and you've got some money burning a hole in your pocket and you Amen. want to do something good with it, help support this missionary and get them onto the field. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for Brother Matt and Sister Courtney and Lord, their three children. We pray your blessings upon them. First of all, is all the traveling that they do uh, across the state, Lord, on deputation, that you'll please protect them, uh, keep them safe. Lord, the tires on their vehicles, the tires on their their uh, fifth wheel as they, as they pull the camper behind them. Uh, Lord, the same way that you didn't let the shoes and the clothes for the children of Israel to wear out in the wilderness, I pray that you'll give longevity to their vehicles, that you'll keep them safe, that you'll bless them as they go to churches, that you'll put it on the heart of these churches to support them, to get them to the field within the next year. And we pray that you'll meet all of their needs. And Lord, I'm looking forward to the day they can get to the field and their heart's desire that you have given them with all these ministries that Brother Matt talked about with excitement this morning, that they'll not just be a thought that uh, someday that soon they'll be able to be in action in those ministries. And again, we thank you for them and for their surrendered heart and pray that you'll bless them, keep them well, keep them from sickness. And we thank you for their ministry. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Brother Matt, real quickly, how do folks get a hold of you if they want to find out more about the ministry of Matt and Courtney Womack? They can find us uh, on Facebook at Womax to South Africa, and uh, that that should get them there, and they can uh, uh, link to us there. Uh, and also, my email, if they need an email, is Womax, the number two SA for South Africa. So Womax two SA at gmail dot com. Uh, either the email or find us on Facebook and shoot us a message. Uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions they might have. Amen. Brother Matt Womack, it's been a blessing to have you indeed sure this has. morning. And uh, Weed Among the Tares, thank you for sharing with us your ministry there, and we trust God's richest blessings upon you. I thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Thank you, Pastor Williamson, and yes, I sir, appreciate Brother both Matt. of y'all very much. Lord bless you, God brother. Bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Blessing indeed, Pastor, that uh, we have the opportunity to have Brother Matt aboard this morning. I mentioned to you uh, at the beginning of the program about another website I wanted to give to you as a resource, and we were talking about missions and whatnot. Uh, Jot this down, Wholesome Words, W-H-O-L-E-S-O-M-E, Words, wholesomewords.org. This is a website that uh, has many resources with regard to um, biographies, uh, children's stories, uh, Christian books, um, just a, a myriad of information of good Christian reading, etc. So it's a it's a site I personally use. Uh, I love reading missionary biographies, uh, a great resource there. So wholesomewords.org, go look at that when you have time. And um, again, thank you for joining us. It's been our pleasure to bring to you Wheat Among the Tares. We're here every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We will be up with our podcast later today. 
Join us then if you have opportunity to and pass along the information to those that you are friends with and go to church with. Tell them about Wheat Among the Tares. Pastor, it's been a blessing this morning. It really has. Thank you for joining us this morning. God bless you, everyone. And thanks again for joining us for Wheat Among the Tares.